just the fascination and hilarity we find with our own wieners. Yeah. You know, like from a very young age, like it's a natural thing to just start playing with your dick and look at our penises. They do all this weird stuff and they flex and they bend and they get hard and they get soft and they shrink and they grow. And I can pull this hood over it and it's got these two round balls that like look like, look like Mickey Mouse. You know, you can do all this shit with your dick. So <laughs> like that's always going to be funny to or always going to relate to that because like what other shit can I do with my dick? It's always going to be funny. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised that the Literate Apecast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? have a very special guest this week he's been on the show before but it's it's been a while it's been a long time yeah it's been a while we have mr vincent truman with us this week which i'm very excited about for if you're you're not familiar with who vincent is he is the husband of two-time moth grand slam winner sarah bunger (laughs) vincent thank you for being here today you know please please call me uh uh mr bunger yeah Uh, mr bunger is also when he was doing uh Sketch. offensive sketch comedy back in the day of Chicago when uh, WNP Theater had our own space and uh, he had a group oh. of suspicious clowns and he rented from our space and uh, we got to know each other quite well and had a lot of fun there on the corner of Belmont and Halstead in uh, Chicago oh, Ill. Them's were the days my friend. Yeah we were much younger then. Yes. Vincent we, is also a talented musician and writer yeah. and uh, director and producer. We uh yeah, he's really a, a jack of all trades as far as creatives go, which I think is why we like each other. Yeah, yeah you. Why, well, it's why he's not good at any of them. Yeah, well, neither are any of us. I mean, neither yeah. are you and I. So you show me an area where I can't make money, and I am there, my friends. There, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, I you, have. Uh, you do have a money-making job, though. I mean, you uh, are so like I've a, heard. You're 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 a, an attorney's accountant for an attorney house. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually my title. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, that's an official. It's an AA4AH. There you go. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm happy to say if I can uh, throw this uh, back at you. Uh, Enter the Mollusk, which is the film that David and I co-wrote uh, and David was in, is a semi-finalist at the Toronto Independent Film Festival. Yes, I saw that. As we speak. So uh, that's... Pretty interesting so news. Right, we are so let's, let's talk about that not because, making money. Yeah, let's yeah, jump well, into that just briefly. Um, because uh, for those of you that are listening, listen, we're, in, we're in Toronto, we don't have to make money. Socialism yeah, will take care of for us. Those so, of you that yeah. have, not, have not seen Enter the Mollusk, uh, this was uh, this was David and Vince's uh, sort of gentle ribbing homage slash takedown of the Chicago <laughs> storytelling scenes slash tribute. Tribute, sure. Uh-huh. He's now he's now quoting his own movie. Uh huh. Yeah, mind you. <laughs> yeah, and it's very very funny. So you can find it on Amazon actually. If you want to go to Amazon, type in "Enter the Mollusk." And, yes, uh, and it's a fucking hoot. And if you don't know anything about the Chicago storytelling scene, um, let me say that it is an incredibly accurate 
portrayal of said scene? Well, you know, I would argue that, and Vincent, I mean, you, you've lived it, so you, you tell us that it's not even the Chicago storytelling scene as much as it is the storytelling scene at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did my first uh, moth, my return to mothdom, uh, just the other day. In Portland? Yeah. In Portland, Maine? No. Uh, Oregon, my friend. Uh, Oh. Um, And I found it just as, like, thrilling and debilitating as, (laughs) as it always was. You know, it was just this beautiful storytelling. People get together, and then you... Then you put numbers on it. Then you make it a contest. And now it's not fun. Um, I've like, like I was I, saying last week with the Wordle thing, like as soon as you start taking it seriously or putting money or yeah. some kind of gross competition that has uh, accolades that might mean something to other people, it becomes unfun. Sorry, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, uh, the theme was, uh, um, what is it? Like love hurts. You know, that's the February theme, right? Um, and I thought of a story that did not involve my first wife. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, that really hurts a lot. That means a lot to me. How can I fine tune it to fit the beginning, middle, and end that really nice payoff that the moth likes? And I was like, oh my God, it's happening again. I can't do this stuff. It hurts too much. I can't do it. It's not, it's not just like get up and tell a story. It has to have, it, it, I mean, it could be, and perhaps it should be, but it has to have should that. Yeah. I'm a librarian who's very excited about the book. I'm going to tell you now. It's this like performative nonsense. Oh, yeah, I mean, I look, I watch Enter the Mollusk. There it, it, there's it is for really you. There's not really a storytelling scene here in Vegas at all, um, but they, they're desperately trying. And so I actually have a certificate from the city of Las Vegas for part. I do. I have an actual fucking printed out certificate with my name on it. Just like if I were in eighth grade and you know, I, I won the science fair, uh, where, cause they, they, I swear to God, um, they, uh, they're doing, they're trying to do story slams once every couple of months. And they've got themes and this whole thing. Now they're they're the ten minute stories. You have to take the workshops. I took the workshops because I wanted to meet the people, mm. um, but I already had my fucking story. You know, it's the Snoopy, the bloody Snoopy story that I've told a million times. And uh, what was funny about it was the woman who was teaching the class, Vogue, was the uh, poet laureate of Las Vegas, and uh, again, very small subset of subsets of subsets and uh before she said tell the story so i told the story we were just in like a conference room so i told the story and she was like oh that's great and you know that's good and then then when we got out in front of and when there was an audience and there was it was still covety and everybody's wearing but there's about 60 people there so and i'm on a stage and there's lights and i I just, I just got, I was on fucking fire. I was just, <laughs> I, I just like, Rawr! I haven't performed in front of an audience in 750 years. I'm turning it on. And afterwards she looked at me and she went, well, that was something. <laughs> and then I got a certificate. So yeah. Is that uh, a job? I wish Dana Plato had lived long enough to be part of the storytelling scene in Vegas. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, I wish Nick Casey joined. Instead of here. ending her life there. Yeah, well, I think the storytelling scene is sort of like ending your life. So, 
Dana Plato from different strokes. I know who Dana Plato is, but like, was Dana Plato, did she want to be a storyteller when like her acting career didn't pay off? And she was like, oh, I can't be that either. Like, I don't understand the connection. Do you know her her last film credit? Oh, here it comes. Uh, I guess I don't. But you do, though. Or do I? <laughs> yeah, it was called Different, Different Strokes. Strokes yeah, and it right. was a uh, an adult feature. That's And that's the best she could do. And then she kind of died and stuff. See, the thing is, uh, you know, I'll tell you. Did she get paid? Um, In Spunk? Well, okay. That's not the... <laughs> you know, that's pretty much what... We're going to pay you... Seven million. No, but I mean, if she got little coins, if she got like a couple hundred <laughs> bucks, that's more than most artists make doing anything. So I, you know, I'd do different True. strokes. You know what I mean? It's, you know, I'd watch it. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> again, bombastic down the hall. <laughs> I'm coming, damn it! I'm coming! Fuck. Poof, poof, poof! All right, so here's my question for you both. First of all, you were talking about you were talking about Vince. You're talking about hell. <laughs> speaking of. Uh, of of bombastic flaccid penis um you were mentioning that the people in portland were sort of you actually used the phrase before we started recording that the, that yeah. they were kind of like a flaccid penis and so i know david and i are both very interested to understand why people in portland are like a limp dick um well you know it's it's not entirely flaccid um, it's kind of like that, like late morning thing. You still got some wood to it, but you can pee. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly that. what you mean. I've, I've yeah. It's mornings. like, yeah. Hey, it works. It works. Okay, cool. Um, so <laughs> here's the situation. Off. Here's the situation. And I think some of this might, uh, might speak to the Vegas thing as well. Incidentally, all three of us have or do uh live, lived or live in las vegas at one point there you go did you guys know that i yeah, I know you yeah, you, yeah. you've mentioned that before yes um just a fun little trivia fact for you so i have a friend who suggests that the prettier one's surroundings are the less hungry the artists are because they just look and see beauty and they don't have to create it right from okay. something so like vegas is beautiful you got mount charleston you got the mountain in the east that the sun comes oh, over six mountain that do anything yeah. creative here yeah yeah um portland's, well, portland's the same yeah. it's just it's green and lush and you can see snow but you don't have to walk in it or shovel the shit um it's just gorgeous so like there's maybe like four theaters maybe uh, the storytelling thing is like maybe like four stories from and two are the moth. Um, it's hard to get anything going because there's just there's no hunger to make the world beautiful because people just look at the hills and go, that's nice. See, I think I, that, that's really that's interesting, interesting I think, perspective. I, think, I like that because I, well, I think the Las Vegas perspective is that there is there's no there's no audience for something that is not tits, free Naked. booze, there's some yeah. gambling, you know, I mean, there's just not, as Dana and I, for my birthday, we went to, uh, there's a tiny little theater, little black box, probably, I want to say, I didn't bother to count, but I'm going to say it had to be 50, 50 seats, maybe, 
uh, Black okay. Box Theater in the in the Arts District called the Majestic Theater. And they've been shut down for the last two and a half years. So, of course, I haven't been able to see anything there. But I always kind of wanted to. And when we got here, there, there was no shows. Well, they they're doing a show. And now you have to understand that my wife hates musicals. But when I said, hey, they're doing a show, it's it's a parody of The Craft from the 90s, right? <laughs> she loves goth chicks, right? So she's like, okay. oh, I'm in. So I bought the tickets. Now, granted, this is a 50-seat theater. Um, it was $30 a piece because it's Vegas. Because they're just, they got to make some fucking money somehow, right? And the beer, the one beer I got was 12 bucks. So I was like, Jesus Christ. However... It was an unauthorized musical parody, and they didn't write the music. This was all hits from the 90s that they were basically, it was like a karaoke musical. It was so much like an I.O. show, like a Jason Chin (laughs) I.O. show, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad show. But well, no, I because it's the craft and it's '90s pop music. Yeah, like, I can understand having seen it. Why there's not a bigger audience here in Las Vegas for that kind of theater? Because there's not really anything kind of interesting going on, and I'm not sure if anybody would would pay for it. Mm. I so uh, in to uh, wrap wrap in and wrap up the Portland thing. I definitely miss the ability to throw a rock and hit at least one creative. And like we had experiences where I, I could send out something and like, Hey, do you want to do a film this weekend? And I'd, I'd have 20 people and I could kind of construct something that is really hard uh, to make happen out here. You can actually probably cut that because it's no. a little redundant. But. No, but the, the thing but, oh, what, what makes me, uh, the, the, when we did bug, we did bug house the first year we were here. And my biggest difficulty with Bug yeah. House is I couldn't fucking get anybody to, to write anything. And one show, and uh, I think I told David about this. I'm sure he heard it. One show was just like we had a we. I added a Q and A section, so after each debate, we'd let the audience ask the debaters questions. But we had this fucking rando, insane motherfucker. Guy was like, got to be my age, fucking nuttier. I mean, this was like a guy that came off the fucking street was living in a fucking, you know, box somewhere, and he just, lo- well, afterwards he came up and he said he wanted to do the show. I said, okay. And it was the ultimate, I've never seen, it was the most painful train wreck I could imagine when he got up to do, because he didn't bother to write anything. He didn't stick to the topic. He just got up and it was just like, in his mind, I know in his mind he was doing some stand-up. But I don't know what fucking universe he was in where that stand-up would made any sense at all. It was Jarrett Keene literally was just like that's the best thing I've ever seen in my life because yeah. it was just such a train wreck, and that's what we have here in Vegas. So here, here's a question to to challenge your to yeah, to challenge your your hypothesis. Vince is Seattle is not that different from Portland. Now I've, I haven't been to either in a in a while correct it looks it's the that, same but it's a very different vibe you don't think so it's a well that's what i'm getting at is that yeah. it's a, to what vincent is saying there and i i really didn't like poor I, I got a weird i thought it was beautiful i enjoyed my time there but i got a weird feeling about the people like i just i felt uncomfortable and out of place and 
like I was an, an earthling among aliens. Um, it was just, it was very, which is why I thought the show Portlandia was brilliant. Cause I'm like, yep, this is just a, an uncomfortable weirdness that yeah. they're pulling from. But Seattle is full of artists. I mean, you know, maybe, I mean, you could make the argument that it, it happened between 1987 and 1990, 1997, <laughs> if you want. And in a very specific kind of music, but I mean, there was this big boom that came out of Seattle in the nineties, the way it's influence in, in rock and roll. So where's the struggle, you know, Seattle versus Portland, both kind of the same in location and beauty. Uh, I think Seattle's uh, got uh, Mount Rainier, you know, it's, yeah, it's got uh, the stuff. Seattle's a, a little bit more city-like Portland is a, Portland is a really nice Chicago suburb without the Chicago part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a a fairly dense Aurora, if you will. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. It's got some fun stuff, but, but, um, Seattle Seattle is is, Chicago. Portland is Arlington Heights. Yeah. There you go. Um, but (laughs) I, I cannot think of, you mentioned the, the music scene, but I can't think of any major scene that came out of Portland. I can't either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no coffee, know, no no music. Portland no, is just a place yeah. for people to live. I mean, you know, it's not like I said. I I I understand why you moved there. I mean, it's a nice, it's a it's beautiful, and it's you know, there's a, a certain amount of idyllic sort of uh, feel to it. Um, but uh, yeah, moving to Seattle would have been a more, I think, probably for you and Sarah, probably more artistically appropriate but you know the thing about it is vince you 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 have a way of clinging to the misfit toys that you find and and then making magic with these people so i have no question that if you really put your mind to it and maybe you're just not into that mode because i know i'm not I, i like the the idea of even like really kind of doing theater here at all is just I'm so past it, you know, and so I don't know yeah, where you're at, but I, you have I, I don't ability know, but... of being able to kind of uh, rally the idiots to your cause and creating something quite <laughs> remarkable. I, uh, I mean, I could be in the same boat that you are down in that I've kind of done it right. I've done like the 10 years of improv, the 10 years of sketch, the 10 years of plays. I was going to do more films than the COVID thing. So do I start it all again? Yeah, you know, um, 13 years away from being 70. I mean, do I really want to do this? I know. 13. Isn't that depressing? I'm 14 years from being 70. Yeah. I didn't, Isn't exactly that a kick? Even put it, I didn't even put it in that perspective. Shit, man. Now oh, I feel really hell. Now no, I feel I like just a complete got... horse's ass that I decided to uh, move to <laughs> Vegas and say, you know what I think I'm going to do for a living? I'm going to be a writer. What the fuck am I doing? I'm a moron. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Fact, uh, I've got 28 years. The job to that 70. I've had, the copywriting job that I've had for the last year and almost a half, um, it's very good. There's a very good chance by the time this airs, I will not have that job. So, well, you know, Wait. I think if you a couple points, I think if you move to Perump, you'd be a pretty big <laughs> fish. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Perump needs a Don Hall and a yeah. Dana German and a Dana German. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dana would be the greatest madam to ever. Oh my god, yeah. 
She would be I mean, a madam, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Welcome to shut the fuck ups. Yeah. Welcome I would I would if that ups. if Dana ever ran a horror house, I would I don't know how I would do it, but I would yes. convince Katie we need to move there. Katie needs to work for Dana. Yeah. And I will just sit back and I will write novels and dick around with you, and it is called Don, shut the and fuck ups. So that way, when the guy comes in and you say that's your whore, well, she's kind of shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Yeah. They don't get a choice. You're going to eat what I, I like give you. that. I like this. <laughs> You're going to eat what I give you to eat. Shut the fuck up. I like this. this and you great. just just attack on just we got when it. you thought. Just when you thought whorehouses couldn't get any more fun, we come up with this brilliant idea. It's a oh great yeah. God. Pahrump is the perfect place. Have you yeah. been to Pahrump? Have either of you been to Pahrump? I have yeah. been. It was what many years ago, but yeah. Dirt hole. What a <laughs> fucking dirt hole. That Dude, place it's, sucks. it's Nevada. No, it's no, Nevada outside no. of Las Vegas. I've been, no, I've been to Rhyolite, which is, is Rhyolite is a ghost town from 1905 with nothing but the bones of fucking buildings and Rhyolite is more inviting than Pahrump. Okay? It's a shithole. It, it is the quintessential. When you think of the worst place in the world, Reno. it is the sphincter of America as, no. a, as a city. Pahrump is so gross. It is like, such no, a big big there. The sphincter, the sphincter of America is Tucson, Arizona. The armpit of America full of eczema is reno let me tell you let me I'll ask you, you that, about that, that, that's actually reno that i have actually, a question then Dave. Yeah, what's, yeah. what's, what's the what's the taint of america birmingham alabama <laughs> what did you do while you were in Pahrump? drove through it got gas well that's you missed out on the whole point of Pahrump. no well no trust me Go, don no trust me go to a whorehouse or two no Talk to some hookers. Ranch. Oh, I'm sure. They... Have some have some beer with the truckers that are there. Get, gave yourself a spa day at a whorehouse. Okay, David. That's, they exist as spas. David, you will think David, differently about Pahrump. David, I'm just going to point something out to you, and I want you to understand this, that, I, that this comes from love. Yeah. I was a fucking operations manager at the fucking Wild Wild West Gambling Hall and Truck Plaza. I dealt with truckers <laughs> and fucking meth whores for a year and a half, you do not have the motherfucking credibility to even talk to me about talking to whores and truckers. So fuck yourself. I've been there. I wrote oh. a goddamn book about that shit. So don't talk to me about talking to truckers. It is a like I'm different... somehow elitist and effete. Like I'm fucking I'm fucking uh, Kamala Harris, and I wouldn't talk to the truckers and whores, dude. The whores at the fucking Wild Wild West knew me as the nice manager because I was nice to the whores. They liked me. Mm. The whores outside of MGM that were getting picked up by the police and thrown into the wagon on Monday on Monday morning knew me my name just because I was nice to them too. And I'd walk into my door. Hey, ladies. Hey, David Morton. How are you? Ah, uh, Cecilia, you're back at... Yeah, whatever. Oh, hi, David. How's how's your how's the diamonds and fur business that your family is? Of course, you like the high end hookers. No, I'm talking, these I aren't know, high end hookers. hookers that would give a hand job for five bucks in the fucking parking lot. So Don, that's, that's what I'm telling form. you, though. That's what Pretty I'm good. telling you. Go to the professionals. Go to the spas. You go don't to the think spas. You don't think it is sandpaper Sally world. in the fucking truck plaza on on Polaris and Tropicana is not a professional. 
It's the canvases that I'm talking about. They're not a professional because they're illegal. If if they're working in Clark County, it's illegal. If they're employed by a whorehouse in Pahrump or anywhere outside of Clark County, Nevada, that is legit. I'm telling you, it is a completely different world. And I've talked to my fair share of hookers and truck drivers. Quick question, and then we're going to move on to the Rorschach of the news. Here's my question, because I had an experience, and I didn't realize it felt like an out-of-body experience. And maybe it's because it's been two and a half years. Maybe it's because not that much actually makes me laugh. But uh, Dana, you know, I mean, you know, I do that intellectual. Oh, that's funny. I understand the funniness God. of that. That's a humorous puff, puff thing. Pipe. Yeah, puff the pipe. <laughs> but not makes just like belly laugh. And Dana and I went and saw a movie the other day in the theater, you know, and you know, again, you get their your reclining seats. And after the movie, I had one beer, you know, that was it. I had one beer and then I got up to go when the movie's over and I'm going to go take a piss and I, my legs I mean, I was exhausted. My legs were rubbery. I, I, I was, like, completely spent. And then I realized as I was walking to the bathroom that I had been laughing so fucking hard for 90 minutes that I wore myself out. That's how hard I was fucking laughing. The movie was Jackass Forever. which. So my question for you both is, when was the last time you remember? Because I, re- I went... Well, I can't remember the last time, because, you know, COVID's been with us for 60 years. I can't remember the last fucking time I laughed so hard that I physically felt spit. When's the last time something made you laugh so hard for so long that you literally had to just fucking take a nap? Well, I'll throw it out. It's been like a really long time, and this will be depressing, and, and David's will be much more erudite um zoolander get out of here (laughs) no hear me out hear me out here it was i think november 2001 there was some controversy because ben stiller like photoshopped out the world trade center because it wasn't there anymore right right um i didn't mean to laugh at that but yeah no i think that's hysterical but two months two months after 9-11 i still remember the the experience in the theater with the audience because nobody had laughed let alone breathed for like 60 days you know um and that it's it's a it's a fine comedy i've rewatched it it's um but the release of people actually getting together and watching a comedy and all laughing and it just elevated and elevated and elevated. And it was just nonstop laughter beginning to, to end. And again, it's not a great film, but it was the sense of community. Well, Jackass forever is not a great film, but, but I, I, at one point I realized I was laughing so fucking hard that I had to kind of gut check to see if anybody else in the theater, because there were quite a few people there. To see if anybody else was laughing, because I was that guy that could not stop laughing. It just fucking killed me, and I realized everybody else was laughing. Maybe not as loud as I was, but everybody else was. And my wife was laughing, so it was like it was all good. So yeah, Zoolander is actually because I remember that movie. I remember when it came out, and yeah, yeah. So it was was just the timing of it, and you know, I would have said the same thing if it came out at the same time. 
if it was Schindler's List. David? I was going to say Schindler's List. Yeah, you were. I was actually... Like, no, I was red actually thinking, dress! I, <laughs> I could have saved one more! Uh, no, I... The list is a good... It's a... Sorry. I have a video What is this? Of, Tomatoes and onions? Wrong list! <laughs> Schindler's List was a list of groceries. That's the fucking best. Uh... Two percent milk. Oh, what I do know. you mean PBR? Fuck you. Get craft beer. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Sorry, David. I, David I apologize. <laughs> no, I, last weekend, I had uh, my friend Brian Beardmore came over, and we were drinking whiskey at our table. And I don't. We drink a lot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I was laughing at, but there was a video of me that he sent me of me sitting at my table just. I, like beside myself laughing and i asked i was like what what was happening what 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 was so funny what's going he's like i don't know i was just there <laughs> so i but i i don't know i don't know what it, i cannot remember uh, i cannot recall why it was happening but that was the last time that i was laughing so hard that i was like i my sides hurt i need to stop i got to get a hold of myself all right, so but I couldn't tell you what theory, it was because my wife's theory is that it is she, her because I've been really enjoying John Cena in James Gunn's Peacemaker, yeah, you know because it's just slapstick stupid, and Dana was like, yeah, your humor lately seems to trend towards stupid, and mm-hmm. and 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 I will admit, with the exception of the Louis C.K. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, thing, which. If you haven't seen it, it's a fucking hoot. It's very, very funny. Um, and yes, and I am not ashamed to admit, in fact, I'm proud to admit that I am a subscriber to LouisCK.com and I paid $10 to watch this fucking Madison Square Garden concert and it's fucking funny as shit. And that one made me laugh out loud a couple of times, but not like Peacemaker does because I'll watch Peacemaker and Dane will be in the other room and I'm just going, <laughs> like I'm fucking retarded. I can't stop laughing. And it is. Maybe because Zoolander's pretty stupid. And I'm assuming yeah. anything you were doing drunk was likely stupid. Stupid. Probably yeah. stupid. Yeah. So what is that? Why, why are we so... Is it, is it the tragedy of, in Vince's case, 9-11, the tragedy of sort of like two and a half thousand years of COVID, you know, for you and... It, what, well, I mean, I, I'll throw out that I think stupidity is kind of like music in that it bypasses the intellect altogether. Yeah. And you just get to this base core reptilian brain <laughs> and it just feels good. Oh, it feels great. I mean, even at the base level of like human evolution and growth, Harry, without him, like, I don't like, I don't know why he thought when I would like pretend to hurt myself or fall down or whatever, that he would laugh at that when he was a like a baby baby. Like babies think stupid things. Three Stooges slapsticky type yeah. shit is funny. It's just like this base thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think Vincent's got a really good point that it you don't need logic because babies don't just, have logic. Yeah. They're just, just like it's just stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing I think is interesting is it's surprising. Watching, it 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 catches, you know, I think it's a surprise thing. Yeah. Forever. What made me laugh so hard is you can watch, I mean, you can watch videos of a guy getting hit in the nuts with a fucking, you know, softball with this woman who can pitch the fastest softball pitch in the in the world you can watch that 
and it's you know for for like a two minute clip that's gonna make you laugh but this is 90 fucking minutes of this shit and yeah. what i really came away from was because i you know I've, I've loved the jackass guys since they fucking started in 2000 but what's really really got me was and that's what really hit me was how bittersweet and kind of lovely this movie was because it's not just guys getting hit in the nuts and Steve-O standing with an entire swarm of bees covering his dick and balls God. as they attached a queen to his dick. And just <laughs> right? It's not just that. It's all the guys around them what? fucking laughing their fucking asses off in support. They love it so much. I'm telling you, it is... Support. Yeah. Steve-O... Just the look on his face. But what's so funny, But the thing is, I remember watching this, and I'm just horrified. Because, I mean, he's got a fucking swarm of fucking bees just covering his fucking dick and balls. And he's screaming. He's screaming. But the thing that made me laugh the hardest oh, God. was they have they have a bunch of younger guys. And one of the guys is poopies. That's what they call him. They call him poopies. But he's the biggest pussy of the bunch. And he's standing there, and they're all cheering Steve-O on, and all of a sudden, one single bee, like, gets in his face, and he goes, ah, and runs away. And that made me laugh harder than the fucking fact, because Steve-O's got a billion bees on his junk, and this one bee goes after this one fucking guy, and he cries like a little girl. I thought I was going to shit my pants in the theater I laughed so hard. That's the other thing is that it's the stupidity bypasses like like Vincent said like music it bypasses the intellect but it's also the surprise aspect yeah but to Don's point like yeah we we all kind of know after twenty something years twenty two years whatever they how long they've been around yeah twenty two that Jackass is going to have a lot of dick and ball stuff oh, a lot of yeah. so getting hit in the balls bees in the balls so we know that something is coming so I think it's <laughs> fucking kills me man. It's not only the, the, the surprise, but it's the absurdity of oh, how so far they'll stupid. go. And just like, who would think to put, I mean, it's almost, it almost is intellectual. Like, who would think to put a queen bee on your dick? Oh, dude. Oh, dude. I mean, like, dude, they got one where, um, uh, what, the guy that's, uh, that runs around in his G string and dances. I can't think of his name off the top of my head because it was, but at one point he takes two plates, two plexiglass plates. And they screw together, and he flattens his dick. I mean, like, flatter than a fucking pancake. Flattens his whole dick, and then they play paddle ball with the thing. It's <laughs> just the dumbest <laughs> shit, right? I swear to God, you if you would have fucking stupid, you know, like, I can't stand myself, I'm exhausted, I think I got a cardio uh, workout watching, you gotta watch Jackass <laughs> forever. It's just... I think with, with Jackass, too, it's a... Christ, I haven't laughed so hard. I'm feeling like I want to die right now. I think it's so funny. Oh, for 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 guys, it goes back to <laughs> uh, just the fascination and hilarity we find with our own wieners. Yeah. You know, like from a very young age, like it's a natural thing to just start playing with your dick and look at our penises. They do all this weird stuff and they flex and they bend and they get hard and they get soft and they shrink and they grow. And I can pull this hood over it and it's got these two round balls that like look like look like Mickey Mouse. You know, you can do all this shit with your dick. So like that's always going to be funny to we're always going to relate to that because like what other shit can I do with my dick? It's always going to be funny. And now gang, it's Rorschach of the news. 
All right, guys, the first one, Freedom Convoy. Nothing? No, I mean, I, I know I, just, I was giving, I was deferring to Mr. Truman, but the Freedom Convoy oh. is in Canada, and it's it's a yeah. bunch of anti-vaxxers, yeah. and there's, there's a billion of them, and, uh, and everybody, they had their social media taken Well, don't away. explain it. Tell me your reaction to it. Um, I think it's hysterical that they're Canadian. I mean, like right? the nicest goddamn people in the whole fucking world. Like the people that, like, oh, we leave our doors unlocked at night. These motherfuckers are so goddamn angry about about COVID restrictions that they have a convoy of I don't even know how many trucks there are, like a thousand trucks, and they're just so fucking pissed. It's like you got to do something to get Canadians pissed. Yeah. Something to do, I guess. Yeah, I'm not really following it because it's yeah. So it's it's actually kind of a serious problem That's because huge. they're they're blocking up. So yeah, this this very small percentage of uh, of truckers in Ottawa have blockaded this this bridge that is a major thoroughfare for goods and medicines and things of that sort to go in between the two countries. And they're pissed about the, the vaccines and the mask mandates and all the, the COVID protections. So they're planning this protest, but it's a very small margin of the truckers in Canada. Like this is not like a Canadian truckers, you know, all united behind. It's this fringe group, but it's they're causing fringe. major, major, major problems because hospitals can't get their medicines. Uh, there, whatever other supply chain things are happening. And it was it was started. It wasn't necessarily this grassroots thing, which is kind of how it sort of began. Like, oh, look at this this grassroots thing uh, with these truckers that are getting up. But it was it's being funded internationally through GoFundMe pages, mm. and and it was fueled according to a particular Guardian article by a lot of Facebook, um, you know, the fake fake news, face you know, Facebook doing what Facebook does, passing along bullshit information. Through bullshit sources, so it's it's yeah, it's a big problem, but it's it is kind of funny because yeah, Canada's acting like fucking Florida. Yeah, and yeah. Well, you know, yeah. who saw that coming? Yeah. All right. All right. So next thing, here's your next topic: head trauma. What do you guys got for me on head trauma? This is new. This just this is broke in the news as as of this recording, as of uh, Wednesday, February 9th. I think it's a bad thing. All right, let me give you the breakdown. Oh wait, um, the the who is going back on tour? Has that does it have something to do with that? <laughs> it's not See? the who going back on tour. In fact, the who it's like Townsend doesn't know where he is. The who that this, <laughs> the who that this involves will never go on tour again. But he died on tour. Bob Saget's family released the oh, cause of okay. his death, which was head trauma. How do you so, get head trauma? What yeah. So what happened is he apparently had hit the back of his head at some point in his evening, went, thought nothing of it, went to sleep and never woke up. Wow. There's no drug. There's no drugs, no alcohol, no foul play, nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, this is the thing. I've got a friend that this, this happened to a, a drinker. So, yeah. So, well, apparently they, they were doing a shitload of coke. On the set of Full House, but you know that was thirty something years ago. Yeah, exactly. Ago, so he he, he kind of grew. I doubt it's it. catching up to him now. Yeah. But yeah, he um. Wow. 
he was, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming things here. Like, I, I don't know, but he, let's just say like, here's how easily these kind of things can happen. This is why it's so scary and sad and devastating. You step out of your, you do a show in, in Orlando, Florida, you do a stand-up set, you fucking kill your Bob Saget. You go back to your hotel, you shower, you step out of the shower, you, you turn, you bang your head on the, I don't know, the, the door with the, the towel hook on it. Yeah. And you say, ah, Fuck that hurt, man. Am I bleeding? No, I'm all right. All right, shit, that hurt. Eh, take an Advil, and you go to sleep, and that causes a concussion or a ruptured vessel or whatever. I don't know I what that. Say, yeah, but that's it. Well, that's I mean, it. So I don't think that. I, I mean, I understand you're 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 sort of like, oh, that freaks me out because, but fragility. I mean, well, I mean, it doesn't freak me out like, oh my god, it could happen to me. Man. But like, man, that's just people that's die, how people fragile life is. It's just a reminder. Fucking, yeah. Yes, people die slipping in their bathtubs. You know, I read a I read a story once about a, <laughs> and I think this is funny. It's terrible if you knew him. I mean, if you were like his family member, this is probably bad. But I'm not going to say his name, and I doubt they're listening to the podcast. But this guy <laughs> strained his heart taking a shit and had a heart attack taking a shit. And died on the toilet because his heart gave out because he was really yeah. I'm to take a pretty shit. sure Lisa Marie Presley is not listening to I this podcast. I wasn't talking about uh, no. He didn't <laughs> die because of his heart failure. He died because of his drug. Well, maybe it was heart failure. I don't know. Well, but it was it's ultimately like it's, yes. That's, that's yeah. the thing is life is fragile. It was Advil. Yeah, it was the Advil. That's, yeah. that's and given killed. and given that's that the just this weekend said. we had the Super Bowl head trauma making you die. You know, after the set, we're going to watch a whole bunch of grown men get millions of dollars to risk that exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next topic is St. Valentine. Massacre. Very good. <laughs> well, this drops on Valentine's Day. By the way, happy Valentine's Day, lovers. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. You stupid. I've seen the. I've actually seen the uh, the wall, the Saint Val of uh, the wall of uh, from Chicago. Oh, That's same. so funny that I had to come to Vegas to the Mob Museum to see the wall of the Saint Valentine's mm -hmm. Massacre that should be in Chicago, but it's in Vegas. Yeah, that was in. It was in Lincoln Park somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was in Lincoln Park. Right? And, yeah, and, and they actually have the bull The original bullet holes are still in it and that kind of thing and uh i wouldn't have That's gone nuts. but joe james came to vegas before christmas and he wanted to go to the mob museum and i hadn't gone and so we went the funniest thing is i'm an asshole when it what a shock huh. i'm an asshole when it comes to going to museums because i want to read fucking everything and so oh that's how i'm in the exact same way three Katie floors hates this fucking it. thing and I, it is an excellent museum i mean it really is a phenomenal fucking museum it covers so much about vegas monsters and chicago monsters and just the mob in general really really complete but joe kept going ahead of me and then having to double back and come back and at one point he goes are you fucking okay i went yeah i'm just reading everything <laughs> he goes god damn it read faster so we get there's three floors we get to the, about the middle of the second floor, and he's like, can we just not do the first floor and just go? <laughs> yeah, I'll come back. I live here. <laughs> but yes, the St. Valentine's Day. Here's the thing about Valentine's St. Valentine, I don't know a goddamn thing about St. Valentine. I know that... Uh, he was in love with the, the king's daughter, some shit, some and shit. it was forbidden because he was a Catholic. And Whatever. 
I get he would write a letter hours. to her from jail and say, love your St. Valentine yeah. or love your Valentine. And then he was beheaded. Yeah. You know, I, long story I, short, I, you know, I, Catholicism it, kills. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's she, she'll get flowers and, uh, some, she didn't want any chocolate because she has fucking chocolate to go. Well, that things we celebrate month anniversary. So the 12th of every fucking month, uh-huh. she gets some sort of a uh, nice thing of flowers, uh, some candy, some, gifty item so so she doesn't what are you want doing? chocolate what? for valentine's day at all vincent what are you and a two-time moth grand slam winner sarah bunger doing for yeah what valentine's is two, day? two-time grand slam moth grand slam winner sarah bunger gonna get for valentine what you give her today well i got uh I, I have two things to say about that david and that <laughs> is uh number one i uh, i mentioned i did did the moth and was uh i was kind of like trounced Sarah did it last month, won. Shut the and, fuck up. Come on. <laughs> and got her story on uh, the Moth podcast the following week. So everything's the same. Exactly, get out of here. Uh, so you're going to get, so you're gonna, what are you get her a bag version. of coal? A bag of resentment? What? Um, I'll probably leave her alone. No, I have some, I have some things uh, plotted and planned and involving some stuff, but I can't. I don't want to talk. It's, it's well, butt We got it. If you really want something, and I, I say this to both. Minnie's getting pegged, baby. Movie, if you just get a queen bee and put it right <laughs> on your nuts, and then all the bees come on your nuts, that's a great Valentine's Day gift to your wives. <laughs> wives? Multiple? Yeah, yes. Because I know you, Vince. You're living in Portland. You're a bigamist. That's bad geography. All right, next topic, Peloton. <laughs> Vincent, your reaction to the topic of Peloton? It's got to be something bad. Um, Everybody's dying on them. Jesus Christ. Am I the only one who read the fucking news this week? <laughs> well, I didn't read about Peloton. What the, I know How could that... you not? It was... What? No, I don't, I don't I, know. You guys don't know anything about Peloton? What's happening with Peloton? I know that Peloton um, he... has... In the people are getting healthier. Multiple people die. The <laughs> stocks are going down. What? Yeah, okay, people are getting healthier. <laughs> people are I getting mean, healthier. Sure, they're right. That mic. would be the surprise, right? I would expect somebody to drop dead. Well, yeah. So Peloton has had some trouble lately. They Uh-oh. they had a big boon when the pandemic hit because it's like I can't go to the gym. I need to spend fifteen hundred bucks, whatever it is, on the Peloton instead. Okay, give me the whole thing. Yeah. And Peloton was like, oh, yeah, money. Ugh. And they ordered a bunch of fucking bikes and the the market dried up. It's a basic supply and demand issue. Yeah. On top of that, they've been tone deaf in their advertising, the marketing from the beginning. And they had some bad, like sort of unfair, but it's kind of their fault for being in the zeitgeist uh, press because there were two major characters that died on TV recently yeah, after writing the Peloton. <laughs> I don't watch you. But the big things. thing is that the CEO is stepping down to be ch- chief executor or executive chief, whatever the fuck that means. Chief executor. But he's that no is, longer. No, that is insensitive to the indigenous peoples of the United States for you even say that. That's not nice. That's not me. That's corporate America. Take it up with them. That's going to be uh, in your but, Joe Rogan compilation of you saying anti-indigenous people shit. Like a compilation of that, just over and over and over. Because you do that all the time. 
Oh my God, is this what gaslighting is? Yes. Okay, because Katie's always like, you're gaslighting me. And I'm like, I'm like, you fucking dumb goddamn feminist. I don't know what that means, but how how would you know? Would you read that one? Yeah, gaslighting is not that complicated. It was books? based on know. a movie where the <laughs> no, guy I know. Anyway, his wife she Peloton. was crazy. That's that's not hard. Why Did is you, that a concept? That's are you pulling that from SNL? No, that's an actual fucking movie called Gaslight. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Is that wait? That's true. That's true. That, is that is absolutely okay. Oh, true. Yes, wait, are you guys gaslighting me? True. That's what the that's where the it is true comes from. The movie Gaslight. I thought that was an SNL up. joke. I totally thought that was an SNL joke. No. no. All right. So anyway, so did you Peloton... think they made up Donald Trump too? Like he was just a fictional character? No, but I'm pretty sure they made up Church Lady. No, real person. What? <laughs> so That's Peloton, my friend. <laughs> they're not. They're not doing well. They're losing all this money. They have no like. They can't figure out their future. So they they ended up laying off twenty percent of their employees. Mm, that's a lot. Which is like twenty eight hundred people. Yeah. And CEO stepped down, and they've admitted they're like, we have not done good business. Basically, <laughs> sorry, tough shit. So they got a little bit of severance money, some benefits for a while, and then a year's worth of uh, a year subscription to Peloton. That was their severance package. However, the instructors who can make up to like some of their top instructors are making up to $500,000 a year. So I don't even know what a Peloton instructor does. What is like you go to somebody's house? No, they lead a, uh, a virtual, a a virtual. Yeah. It's on a screen. You can take these classes and it's like, all right, we're going to do a, this is Is the advanced beginner level. Is this a part of the bike or do you get to like order that special on your TV or what? I I really, it's part of the bike. It comes with a screen. You can, yeah, because you can you can buy the bike, you can get the treadmill, and you can get the screens, and there's all these workouts on it. Holy and you can also, there's, there's strengthening workouts. So it's like having a personal trainer, on, you know, on, just, on your phone. Instead of just your, getting an iPhone and using that. Well, but I, I can use my iPhone with my Peloton, whatever, and I can do my strengthening workouts. All right, my you want to know what my take shit? on this yeah. whole thing is? Anybody that bought a fucking Peloton is so goddamn rich, I can tell. Go fuck yourself. I hope you die on your goddamn Peloton, you wealthy cunt. Well, wealthy fucking cunt. A little aggressive, a but all right. <laughs> um, That'll be my next Joe Rogan, is the many times I've said I mean, cunt I, on this podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't put the anger toward, or the disgust toward the people who bought it. I would put it toward the people who ran the company. And I think with negligence, and I would wonder if there's a class action lawsuit that could go against them for the jobs lost, because this affects not just the people who lost their jobs, that's going to affect their family, but the people they're closing down warehouses, there's shipping that's not going to be taking effect. There are, uh, they're, they're shutting down, they're losing, they're giving off real estate. There's marketing jobs. The so all of the other shit money to buy a fucking Peloton screen and that's fucking, not true. Fuck those people. They can suck no. balls. Hang like, on a second. That's not, balls. That the the issue is with the oh, bad man. business that it's going to fuck over twenty eight hundred people versus a few people who can spring and 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 spend fifteen hundred bucks and whatever else the 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 uh, subscription is to work out instead of going to a gym. It's the same thing. You know how much my fucking gym is. It's not the same thing. You know how much my gym membership is. How much? 31 bucks a month. Okay. 
Let's do some so math on that. So fuck Peloton with your fifteen hundred plus your thousand dollar classes and a treadmill and a screen. Because do they still work, David? Do they still work? Okay, yeah. go get the screen. You don't have like the the virtual, but you can still get on the bike and ride it, right? Of course, they still yeah. work. So yeah. what are they bitching about? What's who bitching about? What? <laughs> Do you number five? Well put, gentlemen. I've missed you. <laughs> I'm writing all this down. This is you're, you're giving me gold here. What's number five? Come on, Rorschach. GOP censorship. The GOP censorship? Are you yes. talking about that they censored Liz Cheney and uh, whoever else it was? Kitzlinger. Yeah, they yeah they censored. Uh, uh, Not censor, but yeah. censored. Okay, got it. Censored. censored. Yeah, Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kinzinger, yeah. two Republican senators or Republican Republican representatives. Liz Cheney from Wyoming, Adam Kinzinger from Illinois. Uh, his the GOP censored the national. It was not the committee. GOP. It was the RNC, the Republican National Committee. Yeah. That's not the same thing as the GOP. I mean, the GOP is the overall umbrella. Okay. The RNC You're... is the... Yeah, that's different. Because Mitch McConnell so, went back and said, fuck off. It's not It's not legitimate political discourse. Right. So they were... These two representatives were censored. Censured. Censured. For saying, like, January 6th was fucked up. We need to prosecute these fuckers. It's not okay. Nothing is good. Stop pretending it isn't, or stop pretending it is. And the RNC, the Republican National Committee, those who are apparently the party, they're the, the, the cogs and wheels and engines of Trump or whatever, are saying, nope. And I don't know what the censure actually does. Like, does that mean that they can never talk no, or they have to wear a black box te- around their face? Technically, in, in the government, a censure is really just sort of like, uh, it's like a demerit. That's all it is. Like, it's like a demerit. You can't. Go, you're grounded. You can't go out on Saturdays. You can't no, use your phone you after can do nine anything p.m. You want. You just. You know. It's. It's just censure. It, it means nothing. It really means. So it's like Trump's impeachment. Mm. <laughs> all right. Good. Great. What do you think of that, Vince? Do you yeah. not read news? Do they not have news in Portland? Not often. There's. Uh... <laughs> You know, I'm still looking into that. <laughs> it's, you're still it's, you're still reeling from the fact that your wife won the month and you lost again. I mean, I know my only, place. I know my. There's place. only two artists in Portland. They're both journalists, and they're working on the news. Give them some time. It takes a lot to produce a newspaper. And one of them is Sarah Bunger, two-time yeah. yeah. Moth Grand Slam winner. No doubt, people just follow her around and record her because. Yeah. 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 Hey, we got to get Sarah on and talk because, like, what is it about? Well, we asked Sarah and she said no, so we got Vince. Well, yeah, but it's got to be more than <laughs> just like goes. it's not that just well, Sarah's a better storyteller, it's not that simple because I don't think that's entirely true. Sarah's a great, no, she's, she's great at telling stories, of course, but so is Vince, and yeah, Vince, Vince has great stories, and Vince is a writer and he understands story structure. So, what is it? Anything to say about the news? Well, maybe that's his problem. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of a pacifist when it comes to news. It's like, yeah, that happened. 
All right, fair enough. That's actually you're probably healthier for that. Yeah. All right, we're going to try this one. Yeah, we're going to try this one again. Peloton, Don. Ride a fucking bike. Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, number six. Relaxing mask mandates. Blue states are doing it. Don't you know? They've changed their tune. People are, uh, the cynics are saying it's because of politics and science is saying it's because Omicron is kind of uh, receding. Well, science is saying that. And yeah, elections are coming up. The Democrats don't look good. So this helps. But the CDC, which has over the last two years been kind of a, uh, should we listen to you? What are you, where are you, what? Huh? Speak slower and louder. They're saying now's not the time. So, I mean, I'm, for one, I'm, I like the idea of it because I think that according to what I've read in the science and being a professional scientist who does sciencey things all sciencey day long, um, I think we're in a safer place now. Um, yeah, I think and I fucking I, hate I remember, wearing the mask. But, no, the thing is, I remember exactly okay. right, right, right before the Delta variant happened, right before there, we were all like, oh, it's over. Let's just relax yeah. and then fuck off. It was a great week. So that's how I got COVID. So I mean, that's exactly. how it happened. So, so this is the thing. If they relax, you know, because I heard that, yeah, Nevada's going to relax their mandate. California, New York, a lot of lot of the blue states, and it's sort of like, am I going to like suddenly not wear my mask? Well, I know that my cloth mask is effectively nothing but sort of. It's just signaling that I wear a mask because it doesn't actually prevent Omicron at all. So it doesn't. So I'm not going to wear it because it's fucking pain in the ass. However, why are you wearing a cloth mask to begin with? Why don't you wear a get yourself an N95 or a because hospital mask? You want to know the answer to that question? Because when COVID hit in what March 2020, I bought two fucking cloth masks because they said the cloth mask was fine then. So I bought the two fucking cloth masks, and I have the same two cloth masks. Because I went, fuck off, I'm not going to keep buying new masks. And I was, like I said, unlike the two of you, I don't know what you were doing during the initial five, six months of COVID, but I was working in a goddamn casino with a bunch of fucking degenerate meth whores and truckers. All the reason to buy a fucking decent mask. Well, you know... At the time, they said the cloth mask was fine, and then they changed their goddamn mind. But at that point, I'd already invested money. Fuck off. I'm wearing my cloth mask. Now, I, I know it doesn't you masks. David, Vince, you don't know this. David and I have a bet that at the end of 2022, if I have not gotten COVID, he owes me $100. That's a bet? When did that happen? It's on the fucking ApeCast. Three ApeCasts ago, I've got it recorded. You oh, agree right. to it. If I don't get COVID by 2023, you owe me 100 bucks. If I do, I owe you 100 bucks. I want in on this. I think if if Don is alive by 2023, I'll give him 100 bucks. Fucking A. Awesome. All right. I'll take that bet. There we go. I'll take that bet. I'll make sure I make sure in my will that there is a thing that if it's tw- that you get 100 bucks if I'm dead. No, I don't even want the money. I just <laughs> I just want to bet that I'm going to die. <laughs> no, that was absurd. My apologies. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week. Yeah. 
Uh, it's specifically for Don, but it's open to anybody. Go to a proper whorehouse. If you can do it in Pahrump, do it. I'm telling you, you don't know what you're talking about until you spent time in whorehouses. Not just with whores and shitty, dingy bars, but whorehouses. Mm. Nevada's spas. All right. You know, I don't know the if I'm reason do they it, call them ranches. It. I appreciate that. You don't I have to. You don't have to have sex. You can go and just get a beer, like they're, or a massage, or hang out in the hot tub. Like it is. All right. It's a, it's a place for the family. This is good. It's a family, a family thing. My first thing. You can also get a foot not, job. This should not come as a surprise, given what we've talked about. But go see Jackass Forever. It's fucking ridiculously fucking stupid and funny. And you will laugh until you feel like you're going to fall out of your chair. Jackass forever. That is my first thing. Do I have to wear a mask? Uh, not, not by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> um, I would recommend that everybody uh, go out and see one of the dozens of Van Gogh exhibits going around the country right now. Some company figured out that uh, Vincent's material is now public domain, so they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. So there's all these touring things that are fine. Isn't um, it like being inside a screensaver? It, <laughs> yeah. I mean, com yeah. <laughs> complete with no beginning, no middle, no end of the story. They don't even touch on the syphilis, which made him so crazy and so fun. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a throwback to the old days of uh, flying toasters. Yeah, <laughs> it, but legitimately though, like all kidding aside, I, I went to the one here in Chicago. Yeah, I did enjoy group, it. Right? Yeah, and I did enjoy it. And I thought it was a really cool installation and a, a cool experience. But to your point, or to Don's point, like it is kind of like being inside of a screensaver. I didn't think of it that way at the time, but yeah. Now, did but you see? Uh, that's did, fun. Did either of you see Bowie Is when that was floating no, around? I did not. Now that was an art exhibit. Um, I won't get into like huge detail, but you got like headphones and everywhere you stepped in a series of like uh, 15 rooms, you could hear like uh, an interview. You'd step over here. You'd, you'd hear like a demo uh, and it, oh, that's it cool. had like costumes and you got into the world of Bowie as opposed to this, which was, Somebody hired some really good uh, projectors, and that was charged, the MCA, right? Fifty bucks. Did they have that MCA? Uh, yeah. Yes. 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 I they did have to it. Do that. Yeah, I remember. Okay. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, the the second uh, or the the addition to that is uh, get real baked before you go, and you will enjoy it a lot more. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Shrooms. Shrooms in Van Gogh. God, I love streams. Also, yeah, love the Van Gogh. It just reminds me of Hannah Gadsbury. Sure. No. That's well, how she refers to Van Gogh. She makes an extra point to Van Gogh. Yeah. Leave it to I just have some person. build up. Yeah. I'm, I meant to say Van Gogh. <laughs> I, just, I got a cold. Uh, David? COVID. My, ne my next thing is a watch. Uh, this has been recommended by Don. On this show before but i've watched it i loved it i'm disappointed it's over for the season peacemaker on hbo max it is a heartfelt 
stupid comedy. That just the, the whole time I'm wondering is is John Cena gross or is he the most amazing thing that the world has given us? I like because he looks like just like this. He's not roided out, but this like just super oddly shaped muscular like if like my He-Man figure could move with the weird shaped jaw yeah, that, that big fucking yeah it's just it's odd but he's but really it, good in, in peacemaker he's amazing super funny in it and everybody else in it is funny and the yeah. concept is funny and my favorite character is vigilante because he's so fucking uh, he's such a psycho the opening credits alone oh my my god the opening have you seen this every piece? No, I, I had a question about it. One of the reasons I haven't seen it yet is I was like, is this a knockoff of The Boys already? No, 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 no. This is not that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. So, no, no, no. Although The Boys, The Boys, I, you know, I can't wait for the third season of The Boys. But, no, this is not a knockoff of The Boys. This is sort of, the way I put it to somebody, somebody said, so what's it about? I said, imagine if Archie Bunker was a superhero. Yeah. And he's surrounded by sort of woke assassins. Huh. And now I don't you know have... if he's Archie Bunker though. He's well, he's just because he's so he's so not PC. You know, he just is. You know, like like he's proud of the fact he's, he's like out of he's he's you like he's out of he's Cobra Kai. He's <laughs> he's Johnny Lawrence. All right, you know, he maybe, likes okay, hair metal. There's a Johnny Lawrence thing to it. Yeah, fast yeah. cars, muscle cars, and you know, big guns and all that I'm other just shit. Tell you, one and, of you my know, favorite fucking chicks is the first. Know. It's the first episode. It's one of my favorite exchanges. They're in a goddamn diner, and he looked and he's late, and he's in his full regalia. That he's with his mm -hmm. new team, and he looks at the waitress and says, "Yeah, sweet cheeks. Can you get me this, that, and the other?" And one of his friends like, "Sweet oh, cheeks? God. Seriously?" And he goes. Where cheeks, and he points at his face. He goes, "That's not what sweet cheeks means. You're talking about her ass." He goes, "No, it's sweet cheeks. It's not like sugar tits. What? No, she doesn't have sugar tits. Her tits are way too big for sugar tits. They're more like yours." Then he points to one of the guys. He says, "And you, you, you might have sugar tits. Oh, but that might be inappropriate to say." <laughs> it's a fucking funny ass goddamn show. It's great. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just dumber okay. shit. And my favorite, and that's my favorite, the reason, what really sold me was not even the, the witty repartee. It was the fact that John Cena is like 500 pounds of pure muscle. And what you expect when a superhero that is all muscle jumps from one balcony to the next is he's going to land on his feet somehow slightly gracefully. But there's a scene where he's escaping the police and he's got to jump from one balcony, like four different balconies, and he lands like a fucking sack of hammers and hurts himself every fucking time. And each time he falls and lands like this, and he's like, fuck. It made me laugh because it's so stupid. <laughs> I think it's very funny. Okay. My second thing, speaking of comedy, um, this is a read. Um, it is in uh, Vox, of all things. It is by Aja mm -hmm. Romano. It's Comedy's Existential Crisis. The subhead is the Joe Rogan debate underscores comedy's evolving conversation about morality, cancel culture, and how to be funny. And I want you to, uh, the only reason I'm recommending you, that you read it 
it's just so that you can get your eyeballs some exercise. Okay, fair enough. All uh, right. My next one, uh, uh, this is also following with the comedy thing. This ties into Don, you know, being unapologetically uh, uh, a fan of Louis C.K. Um, uh, Louis Farrakhan has a new comedy special. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's doing uh, his own kind of Farrah comedy, is what he's calling it. <laughs> He's got a new special out. I don't mind if Jews replace some people. It's five bucks. You can't miss it. No. Um, what I was going to say, <laughs> um, what I was going to say is just kind of a little off that track. But one thing that I've really enjoyed doing this year is completely engaging spammers. Um, thinking. <laughs> um, I was thinking earlier today. Why? Why am I doing this? And it's because. When MySpace came in, phone calls just stopped. And if I look at my phone, it's just like spam likely, spam likely, spam likely. That's Man, all crazy. I get. Um, and on Instagram, uh, too, large-breasted women will just write me and go, hello. And today, uh, <laughs> as, as weighed by an example and maybe a blueprint for you guys to explore if you like, a um, uh, woman said, hello. I said, hi, can I help you? I just want to be your friend, she says. Oh, did you know Vincent? It's like, who is this? Oh, this is his daughter. He committed suicide. <laughs> did you know him? I really need a friend right now. And she goes, um, ha ha. And I was like, why did you laugh? That's the universe <laughs> telling me something. I need to go be with my dad. I'm going to go you have some of his pills. Oh, oh my God. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for killing me too. <laughs> I, I need to lay down. Bye. It was the most fun I've had with a spammer in some time. And I recommend it for you all. God. That's I actually need to go take some I mean, of his I go to, to a whorehouse, but I'm definitely going to do that with a spammer because that <laughs> is funny as hell. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I'm Vincent, Vincent's daughter. He committed. <laughs> he's, he's, he died. He killed himself. Be with my oh. dad now. Oh, if I had Instagram, because I got rid of my social media, so I don't, I don't really have that shit anymore. But that is some. Maybe I'll put Instagram back on my phone so Just I can do so that. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss you guys on social media, man. I really miss you guys anyway, but I, I miss seeing you guys. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just Damn, happy all right. to see you tonight. This was lovely. And that's the show. We we've we've covered all our bases, yes. Are you yes. happy, David? Am, am I happy? Peloton. Peloton. Let's do the Peloton thing again. Just one more time, the Peloton thing. I just want to know like why you hate people that want to work out so much. No, I don't hate people who want to work out. I, I don't hate anyone, actually. Um I judge and look down upon people that purchase home gym equipment that is more expensive than my fucking rent. I mean, you've got really good fucking rent. Like, that's I got cool. cheap-ass rent. I live in Vegas. That's how it works. No, it's good. Yeah. But, I mean, the bottom I don't line know, whatever, is if you buy... Look, man, you buy a fucking, whatever, whatever no, gets you up off your ass and working out, I can go on Craigslist and for 30 bucks get a goddamn, uh, like, stationary bike. And for 50 yes, bucks get can. an actual goddamn bike. 
You can, but most people don't have the motivation. Like an electronic iPhone bike? Go fuck yourself. Deal with whatever Most people you don't with. have the motivation that you have. They need the competition of, no, they the, don't. of the leaderboard. No, they don't. Yes, no, they, they do. No, they don't. They're just yes, weak they do. ass. Fucking step I, it that's up. That's not backed up by any rationality. Step it up. You want to be in shape? Go fucking do something about it. You know what you sound like? You sound like a Peloton instructor. Step it up. Things. Okay, everybody, here we go. We're Here's stepping it up. We're climbing. How many of those people climb. actually fucking use the bike? I don't think five of them did. I think five I know my wife does. I know I used it this morning. Died on the fucking Sex in the City reboot. So fuck it. Just one of them died on the Sex in the City reboot. And by the way, that show is fucking dumb. Not needed. <laughs> Agreed. Vincent, did you watch you the so whole much. thing? What's coming up Wait. for you? What's coming up next? Anything? Um, uh, round up some homeless people in Portland and see if they'll do a movie. Uh, yeah, I might have to do that. Right now, I am a little. Uh, the The most creative thing I'm doing is like hawking Enter the Mollusk around to various film fests, which sounds really nice when you post about it, but it's fucking expensive, guys. Really? Yeah, How much did it cost you to get the Toronto thing? Uh, it's like each film fest is like 40 bucks. Do you get any yeah, money when up, people yeah. watch it on uh, Amazon? Um, like every quarter I get a check for about a dollar 37. So everybody go on there and watch Enter the Mollusk five times. It's a yeah, half hour uh, movie. Yeah, it's half hour. It's fucking yeah. funny. It's really, really it, funny. It, I, think it, what, I think it might be under half. It's like 29 minutes and 54 seconds Whatever or something. It is. It's funny no, it is. 30 minutes on the is, is it south 30 okay you will get to yeah. see david himmel do the worst slavic accent of uh oh. of a generation of a generation no 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 no, no. it's the best because it was he was born right when the soviet union that character yeah, was born yeah. right when the soviet union was coming right. apart he didn't know where he was or dude, who he was dude, or what your land russian accent it was your russian accent not russian like my it's, wife it's, and Jimmy it's not russian that's not whatever Russian it is. Your Slavic accent is like my wife doing Jimmy Stewart. I'm not sure it's Slavic. Like, not what Slavic the fuck either. Is going on? Are you having a stroke? Yeah. But for the best stroke, head out to Pahrump. <laughs> That's a wrap. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.